Welcome to the podcast, Your Time with James Sweetman. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Your Time with James Sweetman. Thank you for tuning in. I'm back to flying solo this week. In the last two weeks, I had some guests on. If you've not checked out those episodes, do listen back. Last week with Raymond Poole, the co-founder of the Project Management Summit, we spoke about project management tips, moving his conference online. And as we both lost our dads in the last 12 months, we were speaking about coping with grief too. So it started off business and it ended up personal. Isn't that always the way? And then the week before, a real fun conversation with Mary Dunn, the model, stylist and pro-age activist. So all of those and many more episodes are available in the archive. This week, as I say, I'm back to flying solo. And as the end of the year approaches, it's about reflections and learnings on a year that's been like no other. Certainly in my 50 years, 2020 has been unprecedented. So as 2020 comes to an end, you know, part of me expects to open the shower door on New Year's Day and see Bobby Ewing standing there, smiling back at me. You have to be a certain age, I think, to get that um, uh, reference. You know, fans of the soap opera Dallas in the 1980s will know what I'm talking about. You know, most of us, and me included, just want to see the back of 2020. You know, I've had enough of the heightened stress. And for so many people, there's been so much suffering and loss. This year has been difficult for me in particular because I've witnessed my dad's brave fight uh, with cancer and then his ultimate passing at the end of September. So it's been a tough one. You know, you know, life has taught me that we don't grow when things are easy. We grow when we face challenges. And with all the upheaval of 2020, there has been the opportunity for loads of personal growth. Now, that's the theory. You know, at least that's the theory, as I always say. The reality was in 2020 that there were so many occasions where I simply wanted the worry and the stress and the overwhelm to stop. You know, in those moments, I didn't care one iota about opportunities for personal growth or expanding my self-awareness. I simply wanted to get through the day. You know, 2020 was not about thriving. It was about surviving. So now on the cusp of the new year and at least the psychological possibility of a fresh start, I can look back and ask, what do I know now that I didn't know 12 months ago? Or as a result of the COVID-19 crisis, what am I seeing more clearly? You know, in a year with so many dark clouds, what have been some of the silver linings? So having done plenty of reflection over the last few weeks, here's 20 things that 2020 has taught me, and many of them the hard way. I've gone deep and I've gone personal with these, but as ever, I share my learning with the intention of raising self-awareness and also maybe from a place of solidarity, you know, because we all have our struggles. We all question our abilities and worthiness and wondering if we're doing or being enough. So if I'm speaking about vulnerability, as I do every so often, it's only right that maybe I feel a bit vulnerable sharing some of these, remembering, of course, that, you know, vulnerability is a gateway to true strength. Um, and as I say, I'm going to be vulnerable with some of these this week and hopefully they will, you know, you will relate to them. So they're in no particular order. But as you know, this is 2020. If I could get 20 things, you know, I like my lists, as you know. So the uh, in no particular order. But first one, you know, back in January, with the year stretching out ahead of me and, you know, my annual SOAR workshop in the Westbury, 
you know, I thought, uh, as, as I would do at the beginning of every year, you know, that here's another opportunity to progress towards my goals and dreams and ambitions and to work towards getting what I wanted. You know, and lo and behold, it turned out that 2020 was really about appreciating everything I already had. Um, and I think that's one that we can all relate to. Uh, number two, I turned the big 5-0 back in June and I did a separate podcast episode on that one. Uh, seems like not too long ago, but back in June. Um, and for me, that wasn't a happy birthday. It, it, not because of the absence of a party or a weekend away or a celebration, you know, but because my dad was ill in hospital and with COVID restrictions, it meant that I was unable to visit him. Um, and that birthday weekend reminded me that the best gifts uh, don't come wrapped in, uh, in a bow. Uh, following on from that, number three, 2020 reminded me that really when all is said and done, family and loved ones are the foundation of my life. And I think we can all relate to that. Uh, number four, uh, even if my intentions are noble, which I would like to think they are most of the time anyway, you know, it's not my job to fix every situation or to control circumstances. You know, I cannot choreograph all aspects of my life. And I'm, you know, I certainly can't do that with others. You know, and in 2020, I've seen sufficient evidence to know that when I get out of my own way and give others the benefit of the doubt and trust in the process of life, that things have a tendency to work out. It's almost like when I get out of the way, life, God, divine energy, love even can step in. The fifth insight I got from 2020, as I look at my little notebook of reflections here, was all around battling reality. You know, for years in my workshops, I've said, paraphrasing many spiritual teachers, that if you argue with reality, you will suffer. You know, well, I certainly did my arguing with reality in 2020, and I did suffer, you know, fighting against the unfairness of all of the restrictions, you know, seeing all the business leak from my diary, uh, and of course, my dad's cancer journey. You know, now I'm a work in progress on this one, because I'm still fine tuning that subtle difference between resignation to what is, you know, and, and surrendering and letting go. I sometimes refer to it as the different shades of pain, you know, that distinguish between the pain of resisting reality, the pain of self-betrayal, and then, of course, growing pains. Uh, following on from that one, number six, you know, simple, cliche, but so true. You know, my health is my wealth. Um, but in 2020, my definition of health has certainly expanded to include mental health. Number seven, you know, even when life is unbearably hard and challenging, I don't have to carry the weight of the world on my shoulders. You know, whilst I can support and listen to and love others on their own life journey, I don't have to walk it for them. Uh, number eight of my musings of the year, you know, uh, having moments or sometimes days of anxiety, sadness, grief, despondency. It's not a sign of weakness. It's evidence of my humanity. And even when I feel broken, you know, and that happened many times in 2020, it's my ego that's breaking down, and therefore there's an invitation to allow more love and compassion in. And it's in that space of vulnerability where we find the gateway to authenticity and true strength. Number nine, it's only when I reach rock bottom do I know who and what supports me. You know, when I reach breaking point and my soul is weary, if I surrender to what is, that's when the breakthrough occurs. Uh, number 10, so I'm halfway there. Uh, of my musings um, in my journal, reflections on the year, just gone. Now, I sort of knew this one, but 2020 confirmed it. 
uh, busyness is my tool of choice for shutting down my feelings, to distract myself from worry and sadness and stress. You know, and life can become then a blurry haze of mindless activity. Um, I've always done this, even back to school days, but now that it's in my awareness, I have choice. You know, I could choose something else. But it's a tricky one because for me, you know, with busyness, I can still equate it with productivity. And of course, I can still equate productivity with worthiness. So stepping back from busyness means having to face my feelings, and that includes feelings of unworthiness. Uh, Number 11, it is said that life is a marathon. And I viewed it that way myself, you know, sometimes a slug, we just have to keep going, we give it our best. But 2020 has taught me that perhaps there's another way of looking at it, more like a relay. You know, there are times when I have the baton and I can forge ahead. And there are times when I have to pass that baton on because I'm simply exhausted. In 2020, I've had to reach out for help. Uh, which is anathema to those of us with broad shoulders who think we can do everything and who have built up our stamina over the years. You know, but in the past, I would have seen asking for help as a weakness. Now I just view it as wise. Uh, Number 12, when we don't show compassion to ourselves, so when I don't show compassion to myself, it's hard for me to show it to others. Um, And therefore, I, I can view other people's suffering as contagious you know, so when I'm suffering, then I retreat into myself, cutting myself off from the very support that I crave in that moment. Number 13, when I label, you know, or what I label good or bad experiences in the moment is purely subjective, you know, and from a different perspective or with the gift of time, I might label those experiences differently. You know, there are certainly times in 2020 when, you know, it felt like life was happening to me. Um, But I also know that with a higher perspective and the luxury of time, I'll usually realize that life is actually happening for me. Number 14, this is something I've come to realize more and more, but I think it coalesced for me in the last few weeks. You know, my most important relationship is with myself and my inner being. You know, the doing work, you know, starts with the being work, getting aligned in myself first. And how do I know when I'm aligned? Well, I'll feel good. And then literally when I feel off, you know, it feels like I'm pushing against life and swimming upstream. So I've gotten to appreciate the difference between the two of those when, you know, really I want to be swimming downstream, taking inspired action rather than pushing against uh, life. And the solution to that I found is being gentle with myself, but taking that time to, to align with myself and my higher self, as it were. At number 15, Um, I know I cannot have a truly fulfilled life without an evolving spiritual dimension and practice. You know, whether that's my meditation routines, yoga, reading, prayer, you know, they've all been my handrails in 2020. Uh, For me, they're not a nice to have or a nice to do. They're really essential to my mental well-being. Uh, Thankfully, I put in many years of practice with most of those disciplines, as it were. And it turns out that in 2020, well, that's what I was practicing for. Number 16, I cannot change other people. I can only change how I relate to them, not changing. You know, and something that dawned on me in the not too distant past, you know, was I can't allow the stuff that loved ones are not working on in their own lives to hold me back. But of course, I'll always balance that by trying to lean into kindness because we all have our challenges and we're all doing the best we can with the skills and awareness we have. 
And, you know, it's important, you know, to not just to be kind to others because, you know, they deserve it or merit it, but because I deserve it too. That demonstration of kindness, I always find, just makes me feel better. So I'm working my way through this list. And I'll take a pause for a minute because you're probably thinking, where does James get all of this? Well, I, you know, carry a notebook around with me a lot of the time. You know, I do think about things. Stuff pops up. I learn things from my clients. You know, and every so often if I'm out on a walk or I'll sit down with a nice relaxing piece of music and I'll ask myself a question, either, you know, what have I learned? What do I know now that I didn't know back then? You know, and I and I scribble down the things that pop into my mind. And as I say, this week's episode is the result of those musings. So a few more to go with you. Uh, number 17, you know, I know now in even more detail what uplifts me and what depletes me energy wise. You know, like sunflowers growing towards the sun, I try to make a concerted effort to turn towards what nourishes me and what raises my spirit. Number 18, uh, we all know the phrase necessity is the mother of invention. And my goodness, did that come into its own in 2020? We've seen countless examples of it, you know, and that's been true in my own business as well. I would have to say in the past, I've been fairly risk adverse. I sort of stuck to what worked for me. But 2020 has forced me not to swink or swim, but to pivot or to sink. You know, and that term pivoting is one that we've heard a lot of in in business speak in 2020. And I always view pivoting as, you know, keeping one foot grounded in the core of what you're doing or what's working well for you, whilst repositioning the other foot in a bold new direction. And, you know, I've pivoted plenty in 2020. You know, you if you listen to my podcast every week, you'll know that I've expanded into having chat with guests and I've thoroughly enjoyed those. And the feedback on those has been fantastic as well. Whilst I did work with some clients online, the overseas clients in the past, of course, in the last eight months or so, all of my work has been um, online, usually on Zoom with the one-to-one clients. And that's true as well for some of the workshops and the conference talks I deliver. Um, so my business has developed in a way that it hadn't developed in a, in a while. Um, and it certainly won't be going back to the old business as usual, the way things were before. Um, and, and I find that exciting. Uh, number 19, um, a personal one, this, and it's one that I could so easily overlook, but it's so important to me, you know, is how I value and appreciate my home. And for so many people, you know, maybe we've appreciated our home lives more this year when we're also working from home or, or living at work, as that phrase goes, you know, and so many people don't have the basic need of a roof over their heads. You know, and I know I'm privileged to have a home office and to be able to continue with my business using technology. You know, we're blessed to have a, a garden, an outdoor space, which we were able to enjoy well year round, but especially during first lockdown and over the summer months. You know, so that's something that I've certainly learned to appreciate even more in 2020. And if there was one final one I'm sharing, number 20, uh, short and brief, but it's um, it's sort of true. You know, it's like I'm I'm more resilient and courageous than perhaps I give myself credit for. You know, we've all gone through challenges. As I say, 2020 has been the, the toughest year um, for so many people, uh, myself included. You know, but I'm still going. Um, uh, the, the end of the year is, is near. And as I say, there's that psychological opportunity that comes with the turning of the calendar. Uh, so they're the 20. If I was being really glib, I'm going to throw in a, a, a 21, um, 
which is something that I also learned this year, which is, you know, how much more pleasurable a little cocktail hour is at the end of the working day than an hour long commute stuck in traffic. So that doesn't happen every day, but it has been, um, um, how would I say it, a nice way to to buffer the difference between work and personal life. So a cocktail hour as opposed to a commuting hour. So there you have it. I hope you found my musings, my contemplation of the last year worthwhile. Maybe I've been able to verbalize some thoughts or ideas that you've been experiencing. Uh, Maybe you can relate to some of them. And as I say, some of them are fairly personal, but I took the chance of just sharing them because, you know, ultimately we're all just walking each other home, as that phrase goes. You know, when we think about it, of course, life will test us. It'll continue to test us. But it's up to us whether we let it grind us down or polish us. In 2020, I was ground down more than I have been ever, you know, but I've survived and maybe I'm a little wiser, having been prompted to reassess what's truly important to me. Uh, For me, it's all really about progress, you know, and progress is not about being better than someone else. It's being better than I used to be, better than I was the day before. And I also know that progress in a purposeful direction is more important than speed. So progress, that's my continued wish for myself in 2021. So thank you again for tuning in. Um, More information about me, James Sweetman, is available on my website um, and across the social media channels where I post daily little nuggets of wisdom, little motivational quotes. So thank you for tuning in again and until next time.